It is 6 April. It's Wednesday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Midweek Prophecy Report. The Queerness Kingdom. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we're going to start out today from the Times of Israel, a historic milestone, Israel and UAE sign a free trade agreement, free trade between the two nations. Thank you, Donald Trump, for making that possible. From Zero Hedge, highly pathogenic avian flu detected in five more U.S. states. The Department of Agriculture announced that Highly pathogenic avian influenza was detected in five new states. USDA data shows the bird flu has been found in 23 states now, in flocks totaling about 17 million birds up and down the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast and across the Midwest. On March 21st, the official figure for culled chickens and turkeys stood around 12 million. Infected flocks have been culled to mitigate spreading, and USDA has implemented an AI surveillance program to look for the disease in commercial poultry operations. Ahead of Easter, a dozen of grade A eggs are priced around the $2 mark and set to move higher. Chicken breast prices are at new highs, averaging around $3.81 per pound at U.S. supermarkets. The most significant concern is the continued spread of HPAI at commercial poultry farms as wild flocks migrate across the country. This could continue pressuring poultry prices higher. That would feed into the record high food inflation. From NTD, Iowa to kill 1.5 million more hens and turkeys because of bird flu. From the Epic Times, terminated New York City workers ask mayor to spare them from vaccine mandates since athletes are now exempt. Yes, they said the athletes can go out there and do their thing without getting the shot. And of course, the New York City workers are asking to be exempt as well. That only seems fair. But I doubt in New York City that's going to happen because we have one standard for politicians and athletes and people like that, you know, the upper important people, and then you have another standard for the lower peon people. That's New York for you. From Yahoo, what's going on? Tennis world stunned after Miami open carnage. In total, there have been 15 withdrawals and retirements during the Miami open. People are not able to perform any longer. Their bodies are damaged by something, and so they're just bailing out 15 of them. From the Epic Times, most vaccinated countries see more COVID-19 cases than least vaccinated countries. Countries with the highest rates of vaccination against COVID-19 are currently with more cases than those with the lowest vaccination rates, according to data collected by the CDC. Okay, now, what this probably is, is the same people that have the highest vaccination rates are also the ones that have been locking their people down the most. And because of that, they're starting to open up and they're getting these huge influx of cases. So that doesn't just tell us that vaccines, you know, are somehow causing the virus. What it does tell us is that the vaccines do not work. That is 100% certain. The vaccines do not work. What it may be telling us is that they're also causing people to get sick. But I'm not going to leap to that at this point. But I will say that the vaccines definitely do not work. I think other data shows us that 
getting the vaccine causes people to get the Omicron and other things more readily. But just for the sake of this article, it just tells us that the vaccines don't work. From the Epic Times, fifth COVID-19 vaccine shot may be needed in fall. Once again, vaccines do not work. We're at about a year and a half of vaccines. One vaccine on the flu shot is supposed to take care of you for the whole year. It doesn't anyway, but that's the idea behind it. Five COVID shots may be recommended within a year and a half or a little longer than that from the CDC and from the FDA. They do not work. Why would you keep pumping that stuff into your body when they simply don't work? From Newsmax, Biden administration to begin to begin vaccinating migrants at the southern border. Why didn't they do this all along when we had an epidemic and, you know, these billions of people coming over that are infected? Well, now there's no problem with the coronavirus. And so they can't go infecting the red states and getting their numbers up. That ploy did not work. And so what are they doing? They're starting to vaccinate these people now. Everything comes down to control. It comes down to a hatred of what is morally right with the left. That is all there is to it. From COVID blog, Christiane Tangerman. 45-year-old German mayor died suddenly and unexpectedly in his home. Well, I'm all done with died suddenlies, except in a case like this. Note that there is no definitive evidence pointing to Mr. Tangerman receiving mRNA or viral vector DNA injections. There is, however, concrete proof that he did not die of so-called COVID-19. Thus, mainstream media cannot use this as an excuse for the death of the relatively young person. Here's why I'm reading this. The last month of his life was a strange mix of vax zealotry, COVID-19 fear-mongering, and loyalty to the overall narrative. My guess is he got the vax, he's a young person, his body gave out. Just my guess. But whatever happened to him, he was against the vaccines, and he's dead now anyway. These vaccines don't do anything. They harm people and He dies, whether a vaccine or not, you're going to die of something. So why go taking something like this and increasing your chances of possibly getting hurt? Why would you do it? From the Epic Times, Judge Block's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for entire Navy. A preliminary injunction that previously covered only 35 Navy SEALs now covers some 4,000 others. U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor, a George W. Bush appointee who entered the original ruling in January, agreed to expand it in part because all members who have applied for religious exemptions have all been harmed in essentially the same way. Each is subject to the Navy's COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Each has submitted his or her religious accommodation request, and none has received accommodation. Without relief, Each service member faces the threat of discharge and the consequences that accompany it. Even though their personal circumstances may factually differ in some ways, the threat is the same. Get the jab or lose your job. The new ruling means anyone in the Navy whose religious accommodation from the vaccine mandate was denied is now protected from any sort of punishment or involuntary separation. Things like that, said Mike Berry, a lawyer with First Liberty Institute, which represents the plaintiffs in the case. Defense Secretary Austin, 
Akami, in my opinion, in August, or a very weak person that won't stand up and say this is morally wrong. Either way, he shouldn't be in the job. In August 2021, ordered all U.S. troops to get a COVID-19 vaccine, asserting vaccination would help the force stay ready and prevent contraction of the virus that causes COVID-19 vaccine. Absolutely incorrect, completely wrong, totally a lie. As of March 23, 3,320 active duty Navy members have requested a religious exemption from the mandate, along with 864 reserve members. Zero religious accommodation requests have been approved. The Navy has declined to comment on court orders, referring comment to the Department of Justice. Every one of these leaders, every one of them should be taken out. Every one of them. You're out. You're fired. And no retirement benefits for you. You have harmed the service that you swore to uphold. You've harmed the nation in which you've sworn to uphold. You are out. You get nothing. From the Gateway Pundit, federal judge blocks Air Force on giving punishment for members who refused to take COVID-19 vaccines. So it's first the Navy and then the Air Force. Good. From the Daily Beast, Russian troops suffer acute radiation sickness after digging Chernobyl trenches. Several hundred Russian soldiers were forced to hastily withdraw from the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine after suffering acute radiation sickness from contaminated soil, according to Ukrainian officials. The troops who dug trenches in a contaminated red forest near the site of the worst nuclear disaster in history are now reportedly being treated in a special medical facility in Gomel, Belarus. The forest is so named because thousands of pine trees turned red during the 1986 nuclear disaster. The area is considered so highly toxic that not even highly specialized Chernobyl workers are allowed to enter the zone. And yet they had these people digging trenches there. That was a smart idea. Local reports suggest that seven buses with the zapped troops arrived in Gomel. Journalists on the ground have also reported ghost buses of dead soldiers being transported from Belarus to Russia under the cover of dark. From the Gateway Pundit, it should never have passed. Disney lashes out at DeSantis for signing anti-grooming bill and vows to fight in court. Good, let him try. Weasel zippers. Disney president says her child, this is Disney president, her child is transgender, pansexual, wants half of all Disney characters to be gay or minorities soon. I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to say that if you are supporting Disney in any way, shape, or form at this point, you should probably have your brain checked out for damage. Okay, we'll go on. Gateway Pundit. Disney executive producer admits she regularly adds queerness to children's programming. So three people in a row that admit they are moral minuscules. Breitbart, another one. Disney executive producer says company welcoming of her secret gay agenda. Breitbart, Disney production coordinator touts power of putting transgender queer characters in show for children. From Fox, gay Disney employee rips company's stance on Florida Bill. Disney does not speak for me. Finally, somebody is speaking out. Critics wrongly thought the bill was attacking gay people, Disney employees says. From Breitbart, five-time MMA UFC world champion Jake's Shields. I sold 100% of my Disney stock over their opposition to parental rights law. Good. Another person using his brain. From Zero Hedge, it's okay to say gay, but please don't use offensive words like boy or girl. 
Florida Governor DeSantis signed into law a controversial bill dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. It's okay to say gay. It's more than okay. It's encouraged. Ali Samarco, a volunteer for the PAC, told NBC affiliate WESH of Winter Park. The law goes into effect starting July 1st. It's actually called the Parental Rights in Education Law. The seven pages never mention the word gay. The most controversial measure states classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That's it. That's the most controversial thing in the bill. Biden calls the bill hateful. Extreme liberals want to teach first graders about being gay and encourage the use of the word gay. But please don't use offensive terms like boy or girl. Disney leads the way. The company has eliminated all mentions of ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls in its theme parks in order to create that magical moment for children who do not identify with transgender roles. The words boy and girl are clearly offensive, but gay and lesbian are not. Hopefully, the irony of this development sinks in to those who wish to remove all gender references. But don't hold your breath, Earthlings. Once again, if you are still supporting Disney in any way, shape, or form, you probably should have your brain inspected for damage. That's what I think. From Breitbart. Flood of families cancel Disney membership over woke companies' leftist agenda. Walt would turn over in his grave, they say. Good, I'm glad they're taking that stand. From Fox, DeSantis broaches repeal of Disney World's special self-governing status in Florida. Good, I hope he does it. I hope he takes away every one of these rights that were given to them and it harms them greatly. Governor DeSantis addressed the suggestion of repealing a 55-year-old state law that allows Disney to effectively govern itself on the grounds of Walt Disney World, following the company's public opposition to a controversial parental rights law in Florida. What I would say as a matter of first principle is I don't support special privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. Disney has been engaged in a war of words with Republicans leading up to Monday's signing of the controversial bill, which prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity with children in third grade or younger, or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. DeSantis referenced a bill reigning in big tech that Republicans were working through the legislature last year when Disney added a carve-out at the 11th hour for theme parks. I'm thinking to myself, this is ridiculous, DeSantis said. Honestly, it was embarrassing. DeSantis continued, I think what has happened is there's a lot of these special privileges that are not justifiable. But because Disney has held so much sway, they were able to sustain a lot of special treatment over the years. DeSantis said that Disney has lost a lot of that pull that they used to have over the company's reaction to the parental rights law and says he thinks that's a good thing for our state because the state should be governed by the best interests of the people. I would say any special privileges that are in law, I would like to get rid of generally. 
I think this particular case with Disney, I just don't think you have very many people in the legislature anymore who are going to be able to defend a lot of what has been done over many years to really have them almost govern themselves in some of these things. That was probably never appropriate to start, but it is certainly not appropriate now at this point. We'll see what he does. I hope they get rid of these special privileges. From GB News, statue of anti-slavery hero David Livingston faces being pulled down. This is an anti-slavery hero, okay? Faces being pulled down as he likely worked in a mill using West India cotton. Oh, can't have that anymore. Mail online. Scottish pupils will be taught the Loch Ness Monster is anti-Scottish because its legend was a creation of the British class system that portrayed Scotland as primitive. So now the Loch Ness Monster is somehow culturally inappropriate. To many, it's a fun fairy tale to lure tourists. To others, it's a genuine mystery or just a silly hoax. But to woke education chiefs, the Loch Ness Monster is a potent symbol of England's domination of Scotland, a theory which will now be taught in schools. Pupils north of the border are being told how the mythical beast reinforces negative stereotypes and ingrains bias about the Scots. School children will be taught how the class structure had a role in the creation of the legend and how stories surrounding the creature relate to debate on Scottish independence and even the Cold War. We're talking about complete idiots that are running the school systems of the world now. They're just blithering idiots. From Zero Hedge, Wall Street bonuses surge 20% in 2021 to new record highs. Bonuses surged to record highs as overall employment contracted. This is exactly why we have Woke World right now. It's because in the past, if you remember just a couple years ago, every company would raise the, you know, the president's salary and the CEO and all these people, they'd raise their salaries and the news media would get all over them. Well, they're supporting the rich and we can't have this and we need to have equal pay. And all of a sudden, the people that are running these companies said, if we go woke, they will never complain about us again. This is all about money and greed. They don't care about you in these companies. They're increasing their bonuses by 20%. The employees are actually going down in number and in salary. And nobody's saying anything. This is a problem with what's going on in the world. The left-leaning media is not speaking out because these people have just gone woke. From Mail Online, World Health Organization demands end to all time limits on abortions. Agency says laws preventing termination at any point risk violating rights of women, girls, or other pregnant persons. So having a baby in your womb violates the rights of the people that got pregnant in the first place. And when I say people, I mean women, because only women can have babies. But they're saying that violates their rights by having that baby in their womb. Instead of just not having sex until they're married and then having a, a family, this is what we get in the World Health Organization. From Mail Online, California makes history with first openly transgender judge 58 to be appointed to bench in the Golden State. Now imagine this. You've got a moral and a mental minuscule now sitting on a bench in California and making decisions about other people's lives. I'm sure he's going to be impartial, just like that lady they're going to put in the Supreme Court. She's a mental and she's a moral minuscule. 
And they're going to put her into a seat on the United States Supreme Court, not because she's qualified, but because she's a woman and because her skin is black. That's the only reason why she's being put on this, because she is not qualified as a human being to judge anybody else in any way, shape or form. From Alpha News, crime stalls resurgence of downtown Minneapolis. You think so? It's been two years since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, as if that had anything to do with this. And recovery in downtown Minneapolis has been slow. On the corner of South 10th Street and Nicolette Mall, offices remain bare and crowds that used to spill out onto streets and sidewalks are no longer present. There were a lot of people having fun down here. Ever since COVID passed, it got dull. COVID They're blaming COVID, not people burning down buildings and throwing a bunch of stuff at cops and looting. That's not what they're blaming. They're blaming COVID. Minneapolis Downtown Council President and CEO Steve Kramer said of the 215,000 that work in downtown, less than half have returned. He added that most employees have a flexible work schedule, which will have an impact on downtown. While foot traffic is slower than normal, Kramer anticipates a revitalization of downtown Minneapolis. He said more than 300 businesses are open across downtown. Soon, more restaurants will open their doors and minority-owned businesses will fill vacant spaces to diversify the area. The reawakening of downtown appears promising, but crime seems to be threatening to unwind those efforts at every turn. It was crime that started it, it's crime that will continue it, and it is crime that will continue to destroy the infrastructure of that and every other liberal city, because liberals do not think clearly. From the Epic Times, Washington State School District adopts culturally responsive student discipline policy. Yes, if you're a student in school now, you will be disciplined differently if you're black or white or Asian or whatever. A school district in Washington state has adopted what it calls a culturally responsive student discipline policy that takes into account race and ethnic background in doling out punishment. The policy was passed by a vote of three to two by the Clover Park School District Board of Directors in Lakewood. The board's two conservative members voted against the policy. Until we, the five of us, have discussed all these definitions at work, until we do that, I think we are negligent to send this forward, Paul Wageman said at the videotape meeting. Let's say we both commit to the same offense. Then the question should be, what are the consequences of that offense and how do we get through that process? And to be fair, if we both did the same thing, we should get the same consequence. The way I see it, Wageman said, the aim of the new policy is to promote fairness equity, and due process in the administration of discipline, according to the policy. It's only fair if it is unfair. That's how it goes. Mail online. Woke police chief vows to hire more women to get the toxic masculinity out of policing while pushing to change fitness and conduct policies. 150 departments, including the New York Police Department, have pledged to make their departments 30% female by 2030. All they're doing is harming their citizens. That's all they're doing. They're lowering the standards. They're bringing in women that are not going to be qualified to actually do the job. And people are going to get killed, including those women who are not qualified. From GB News, Brits using a phone in the car could be fined even if they're the passenger under a new highway code rule. 
Updated laws mean drivers face six penalty points and a 200-pound fine if caught using a mobile phone while driving for almost any reason, closing a previous loophole. New rules ban virtually all handheld use of mobile phones on Britain's roads in what Transport Secretary Grant Shapps describes as zero-tolerance approach. New legislation means making phone calls and texting are not the only functions banned when behind the wheel. Taking photos or videos, scrolling through playlists and playing games will also be prohibited. And passengers who are supervising a learner driver and are caught using a phone in the car could also be fined up to 1,000 pounds and receive six points on a license. This is the same country that allows terrorists to run rampant and they ban kitchen knives. And yet they're picking on their people like this. Insane. From Newsmax, Study, NBC, ABC, and CBS have not mentioned Hunter Biden in 259 days. Nothing to see here. Let's move along. From Zero Hedge, Biden DOJ kills Trump-era program to catch Chinese spies. This sounds like a good idea. Republican senators led by Marco Rubio have penned an angry letter to Biden AG Merrick Garland over the DOJ's decision to end a program to thwart Chinese spies. The letter asks why the 2018 Trump Admin China Initiative, which was designed to identify and prosecute people hacking, stealing trade secrets, and conducting economic espionage for China within the U.S., on February 23rd, 2022, the DOJ announced it was effectively ending the China initiative and implementing a new strategy for countering nation-state threats, which will subsume the China initiative's work in addition to efforts related to countries such as Russia, Iran, and North Korea, reads the letter. In a speech announcing the termination of the Chinese initiative, Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson of the Justice Department's National Security Division said that while China stands apart as a brazen espionage threat, a broader approach is needed to confront threats from a variety of countries. Olson called this effort a strategy for countering nation-state threats. Republican senators expressed concern that the new approach is ill-defined and therefore may not be effective at specifically combating nefarious activities conducted by the ruling CCP. In light of the continuing national security threat posed by the CCP and the lack of clarity surrounding DOJ's new strategy for countering nation-state threats, we write seeking clarity with respect to the changes in DOJ's approach, specifically its enforcement efforts to counter espionage and other illicit activities conducted by the CCP. From Breitbart, Joe Biden seeks twice as much funding for Ukraine's border than the U.S. border. Newsmax, Russia poll, Putin's approval shoots up to 83%. Biden's strategy is not really working out so well. Despite NATO allies denouncing Putin's invasion of Ukraine, an independent pollster in Moscow has found Russians rallying around the flag and giving Putin 83% approval on his actions. The 83% approval is actually rising from his 69% in January, before the invasion. The approval on Putin is up, along with many other government institutions and the governing party. 
After initial shock and confusion, the confrontation with the West has consolidated people. Russians believe everyone is against us, and Putin defends us. Otherwise, we would be eaten alive. There's no euphoria, because this time, the situation is much more serious and difficult. There are victims, and it is unclear when it will end. The Times admits, however, there is skepticism that polling out of Russia accurately depicts the true public opinion, even if Russia has declared this pollster, Levada, a foreign agent. They had the right numbers before this all started, but now they're questioning them now that the poll numbers are going up and Biden is looking like a complete fool. From Breitbart, George W. Bush, this is a bad person. He is a bad, bad person, meets with illegal aliens to promote amnesty, snubbing angel families. Angel families are those who have had somebody killed in their family by an illegal alien. And this guy couldn't care about them. He couldn't care about the rights of the U.S. citizens. He cares about illegals coming in here and making him and all of his cronies more powerful. George W. Bush is a loser. From Epic Times, Ohio court upholds family's bakery, $32 million libel verdict over false racism accusations. Good. I hope this college actually goes out of business because of this, but I'm sure the lefties will just keep funding them and they'll be back in shape in no time with all their money that they lost. An Ohio appeals court has upheld a lower court ruling that awarded over $32 million to a family-owned bakery that was almost pushed out of business because of false accusations of racial profiling. A panel of three judges on Ohio's 9th District Court of Appeals unanimously ruled in favor of Gibson's Bakery, which was initially awarded by a county judge more than $40 million in punitive and compensatory damages in its defamation lawsuit against Oberlin College. The amount was later reduced to $25 million with $6 million for lawyers' fees. The lawsuit stems from a shoplifting incident at Gibson's Bakery, a fifth-generation family business that has been serving the college town of Oberlin, Ohio, since 1885. In November 2016, the store clerk, Alan D. Gibson, caught a black Oberlin student stealing wine bottles from the store. He was joined by two other black Oberlin students in the ensuing confrontation before police arrived and arrested them. The students pled guilty to a misdemeanor in 2017 and acknowledged in court that the clerk's actions were not racially motivated. But that didn't stop Oberlin officials and students from organizing protests outside the bakery, during which protesters demanded customers to shop elsewhere. According to court filings, Oberlin's dean of students, Meredith Raimondo, along with other staff, were involved in the distribution of flyers that were handed out at the protests. The flyers, titled Don't Buy, urged a boycott of the bakery, asserting that it was a racist establishment with a long account of racial profiling and discrimination. The college's supplier of food for its dining halls was also told by Raimondo to halt ordering from the Gibsons. The Gibsons sued Oberlin College in 2017, alleging significant financial and emotional damages caused by the college's actions, including repeated vandalism, property damage, and harassment over the months following the shoplifting incident. In 2019, a Lorain County judge found Oberlin acted inappropriately toward the bakery, a decision the college appealed. Oberlin argued that the flyer contained only opinions that the Gibsons were racists, 
which would have been protected by the First Amendment. The appeal court dismissed the argument saying that the flyer included much more than just opinions. Given the public's lack of knowledge of what had happened at the bakery and the ongoing tension on campus about racial injustice, these statements would convey to a reasonable reader that the arrest and alleged assault at the bakery were racially motivated, that the Gibsons had a verifiable history of racial profiling shoplifters on that basis for years, and that those facts were a reason to boycott the bakery. The trial court did not err in concluding as a matter of law that these were actionable statements of fact, not constitutionally protected opinion. It is the left in this nation that is trying to divide us by race. It is the left that is purposely trying to destroy this nation. And then what do they do? They project it onto people that are just trying to live out their own lives. The left in this nation is out of control. I had somebody email me about a week ago about my anger at the left. She's saying, I I see a lot of anger in you. She says, are you evangelizing these people? Well, pretty much all the people that I evangelize are on the left. I'm in the projects and guess what they vote, okay? I'm there every single Saturday of my life. I talk to people about Jesus all the time, but I am also angry at what is going on in this world. The left is doing damage to the nation and to the world, to little children, to everything that they touch. And I told her, try reading the Psalms of David. Just read the Psalms of David, because if you do this, you'll see that he does not tolerate the wickedness of people like those on the left right now. Break their teeth in their mouths, oh God. He goes through it. These are called Psalms of Imprecation. Destroy them. Bring them down. Send them to the pit, etc. We have to stand against moral wickedness. If we don't stand against it, the only thing left will be moral wickedness. It is our job as Christians to bring these things out into the open and to actively fight against them. From Mail Online, Biden blames Putin and U.S. oil companies for the rising prices. I know you already know that, but I'm going to make a point at the end of this. According to Biden, it is the fault of Vladimir Putin and American oil companies that gas prices are at record highs. I know how much it hurts, the stolen president said. Some U.S. oil companies don't want to increase supply because Putin's price hike means higher profits. His point is, blame them, not me. A late March University of Michigan consumer survey found that a record 32% of Americans said they expected their personal financial situation to worsen in the coming year. That's the highest level of consumer pessimism ever recorded by this survey, which dates back to the mid-1940s. The greatest worry weighing on people's mind, reducing living standard due to rising inflation. Bloomberg estimates that inflation will cost the average American household an extra $5,200 this year, or $433 per month in added expenses. That is far more, here listen to this, far more than most people got from Biden's stimulus spending, demonstrating the destructive folly of this reckless political soup. They give you $2,000 and you get happy and you say, I'm making money off the government. And then the government causes a problem that causes you to pay $5,200 extra out of your income. And people are so stupid, they think the government is helping them. That's what they think. And that's why they keep voting Democrat. Epic Times. Slovakia. Economy minister says country willing to pay for Russian gas in rubles. 
Breitbart, collapsing Nigeria moles trade deals with Russia in rubles. The American currency is being destroyed by our administration right before our eyes, and people are turning to Russian rubles. This is real news right now, happening right now in the world. This is an attempt by the left to destroy the United States of America, and they're succeeding at it. You think that they're opposing Russia by saying, oh, have Putin arrested and tried for war crimes? One, that'll never happen. And two, they are, this is all just obfuscation. They are trying to destroy this nation and to elevate Russia and China, the little commie paradise. And they're doing it in little countries like this to start. And pretty soon people are going to be paying for other commodities in rubles and the American dollar is going to collapse. That's probably what's coming. From Mail Online, U.S. military cancels test of its Minuteman 3 intercontinental ballistic missile to lower nuclear tensions with Russia. Oh boy, that's a smart idea. Let's negotiate from a point of weakness. Hoorah! From Mail Online, U.S. military successfully tested hypersonic missiles last month, but kept the project a secret to avoid escalating tensions with Russia. Never Never deal from a point of power. That is the left's policy. The whole reason why we had the Strategic Air Command was to deter through strength. And now they're trying to deter through weakness. I can tell you one thing. It doesn't work. They see our weakness and they are moving forward and they will continue to move forward in this world. The left is causing damage to the world in which we live. Nothing we can do about it. The book is written, but we can still speak out against it and get people to wake up, to not vote for these people and their wicked agenda. And please stop going to Disney World. Stop buying their junk. Get off of their TV. Get away from those people. All you're doing is supporting wickedness. Think about it. Think about it. If you are supporting people like that, you are actively supporting the agenda, which you're sitting here saying, oh, how bad it is. That's convoluted thinking. Please think clearly and stop promoting their wickedness by supporting them. Please do this. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your midweek CG Prophecy Report.